Well, hello there, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for another episode of the Horrible Influence Podcast. Uh, This time, we've got a special new co-host hanging out with us today. Uh, You guys all know her from the artwork that is on every one of the episodes that you see. And it's Melanie. Hi. How's it going? Oh, it's fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, In preparation for this, she has done way more writing than even I would do on most of these. So what I decided to do for this one is take over Tyler's role and just react to whatever she has to say. (laughs) So it'll be interesting. It'll be nice to have a fresh new voice on here. Tyler had a couple of uh, co-hosts on when I wasn't available. And now that he's not available, we're going to do the same thing. So today we're going to talk about what exactly? Um... There's a few things that I've done a little bit of research on. Uh, some of NASA. <clears throat> We've got some Elon Musk. And then we have some global warming. Dun, dun, dun. It's not real. <laughs> I listened to Milo. He said it's not real. I don't believe it. Well, Florida took it out of their um, political language. You're not allowed to say global warming anymore yep. in Florida. That's where I'm from. That's, that's the state that bred all of this. Way so, to go, Florida. Yeah, they're good people. They got zombies that eat people for drugs down there, but they don't believe in global warming. It's probably fine. I mean. Uh, so do you want to start out with any of that stuff, or do you want to start out with the gaming build news? Let's, I, let's do one of NASA. Let's do the NASA news. Um, and NASA is running out of spacesuits. Like running out, physically running out, or running out of designs? No, physically running out. They had 18 suits built in 1981 for their spacewalks. So it's not the suits that they wear in the sh- shuttle or when they go up. It's when they, the suits that are stored on the international spa- yeah, space uh, station. They're walking suits. I used to know what they were called, but it's, I think it's called, it's like an Evo mission or something, but it's uh, basically outside of the habitat. Yes. Yeah. They've been using the same one since 1981. They, they have, yeah. Um, originally, the lifespan of these suits was 15 years, and they've been able to extend the life of these suits by bringing them back to Earth and making repairs and then setting them back up. Let me tell you what the fuck I'm not going to do. And that's get in a suit that was built in the 1980s. Because so was the Pinto. And I'm not going to drive that. And I'm not going to get in a suit to do a freaking expedition mission from the 1980s. That sounds incredible to me. One, because it's it seems like they're getting real close to admitting that the moon landing didn't happen. Um, like, like, real close. Like, it's starting to get... Starting to get a little hairy, where people talking about those missions, like when they say, oh, the Earth is flat and we never went to space, some of the biggest names, like your actual scientists and guys that have worked for NASA in the past and stuff, are no longer saying, well, we we did go to the moon and we did this. They, they'll say things like, Regardless of NASA's past indiscretions, regardless of whether it happened or not, these missions are real or whatever. So it's starting. Some of the wording is. That's a little 
strange. I think I, it's coming out. Uh, I've recently heard um, some things from Neil Armstrong, or people that have done interviews with Neil Armstrong and about how originally when he was going to land, it was in a boulder field. So he had to, they were using the Eagle system, which was supposed to land it, uh, the lunar module automatically, basically. And he was the backup. Well, he had to be the backup because of these boulders. So he had to move it and then move it again. And it came down to, you know, the last 20 seconds of fuel, but that's what they needed to get back to earth. But he still did it manually and as they came down the lunar dust created this gray out and stuff like that and they still landed on the moon i mean someone with such an elaborate story someone who has so much what was uh the other guy's name glenn yeah i think i'd know this i want to say glenn campbell but he was a canadian politician anyways uh no canadian politicians Glenn, uh, no, Glenn the astronaut. The the American hero that everyone should know, and we can't come up with his name. <laughs> it it matters not. We got a lot thinking about right now, but um, he did a speech at the White House for children that were going to be the next generation of great minds. Like these were kids that had won the Presidential Award of Excellence and things like that. <laughs> no big deal, one one. <clears throat> but these were kids that. <laughs> John Glenn. John Glenn. I, that's that's why I never got the last name. That's why you don't have two first names. Confuses he people. was a Marine Corps aviator. Right. So John Glenn did a... Uh, Engineer. Him, um, did a speech that you can look up online that's... Uh, people make, I think, a bigger deal about it than what it was. But he tells them, you are going to accomplish great things. You're going to untrover, uncover truths that... It was like that we had to hide. Like, you're going to figure things out that we weren't able to, and you're going to be able to do things that we wanted to do. And the idea of it, everyone's taking it as, you're going to figure out how to go to space. Like, you're going to figure out how to go to the moon. We never did. Type deal. What? The way he says it. You know, the, the idea is that it was a giant propaganda scheme to bankrupt the Soviet Union. I mean, and if it was, that's right. an amazing feat. So you make them spend a shit ton of money, and you don't do any of it. You take all of that, and you put it into weapons, and you put it into missile defense, and you fund all of these things with a giant NASA budget that is just going to infrastructure that you were already in place. And then you, you, make, a, you make a movie. Is this where we input the X-Files theme song? Maybe. Maybe a little bit. I don't know. I would like to think we went. It's weird that we still haven't been back. <laughs> we should probably go. I think China's going. I heard. Yeah, they have ambitions. They have big ambitions. Um, but there, I don't think there was a date that was put to them. So we're still waiting. NASA just put out a full write-up plan for manned mission to Mars. Which... Was ahead of schedule. They said that they wouldn't have something for the next four years. Or well, problems, Elon, right? Well, Elon Musk has. I don't got think his, he's the problem. Plan. I think he's problem the, for them. Right. Yes. Government absolutely. can't funnel money to an agency to accomplish things if a private sector always beats them to it. 
Okay, so back to the spacesuit thing. This kind of floats right into that. Or doesn't float. You're a non-working spacesuit. Um, NASA put out 199.2 million dollars to the private sector. There was three companies uh, that they put money into. Oh no, my notes are mixed up. Do you know what the Do you know what the companies were? Yes, I do. Um, so two hundred million dollars for someone to make a 2017 spacesuit. It was split between three companies. Constellation Spacesuit Systems, which got $135.6 million. Uh, Advanced Spacesuit space Project got $51.6 million. And then $12 million went to the Orion Crew Survival System. Between all of these, they could not come up with something. They said there was not enough funding to develop a new spacesuit. And they said part of the problem was NASA came to them and said, we need a new spacesuit. But the difference between creating a spacesuit for walking on the moon, walking on Mars, and just spacewalking was so different that they couldn't even come up with one. So $200 million was spent on them to come back and say, it's not enough. We have nothing to give you. Um, NASA has planned... 17 more spacewalks between now and 2020. Only 11 of the 18 suits remaining are actually usable. This is a priority for NASA, uh, apparently. But what I don't understand about this is why, if they can't come up with a new one, and that one was just fucking perfect from the get-go, how are they down to 11? Like, just make more of the same ones. <clears throat> well, some of the problems were... Um, the first problem that happened was in 2013. And an Italian astronaut, Luca... I'm going to butcher this. Parmitano. Yeah, welcome to the podcast. We do it every week. Because <laughs> Americans don't make anything. So I can't get any names right. We'll just... We'll call him Astronaut Luca. Oh, Luca. Uh, he had a leak in the water supply in his suit, and most of the problem is the pack on the back. So it's not like the main suit, but like their survival pack, which I guess is it's... Like the main part of the suit? Yeah, it's the main part of the suit. Recirculates all your PS. <laughs> yeah. Well, the problem was with the water unit, which delivers water to him so he can like have a drink. He gets parched. Uh, it filled his helmet up to his eyeballs with water. So he was, he was drowning in space in something that... Welcome to the fucking club. Yeah. You know, he wasn't like starving of air. Like things that you'd think would go wrong. It, they, it drowned himself. It, so uh, he ended up unharmed. But this has happened two more times. I got a, since get a vent knob for that bad boy. They, I know. Call Desco. Desco will make him a suit. <laughs> It'll be ugly. They won't change it for a hundred years. And it'll work everywhere. It works every time. Well, most most time. Six percent of the time, it works every time. Exactly. That's how statistics work. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, it, when we were both divers, when well, I am, you're not mm-hmm. anymore. If they said, "Well, here we have all this, but you can only use these ones," and go, "Okay, well, but it, I mean, it should work." Eh. 
would you you put the hat on? And well, we do that though. I was gonna say we do that all the time. So, but again, space but, different but, vacuum well, over pressure. If, same same thing though. Right, but he's gonna drown in space. We can drown in the water. I mean, it's not right. But if you have a a leak in your hat or your suit in water, you get wet, and then you have to figure out a way to come out. But like, if you get a hole in your suit, it sucks you out. Well, according it to movies, sucks you through that hole. Fucking, Pulls you through the thing, mm-hmm. turns you in spaghetti. I've also heard that the vacuum's not that big. Like, you could theoretically blow all the air out of your lungs and kind of skip across something and make it. Like, you're not going to turn inside out the same way that pressure doesn't crush you instantly at two atmosphere. Because it, it, it's just zero atmosphere. It's not like it's negative five atmosphere or whatever. Just zero. But when you have a positive one side and a negative on the other, even if it's not a big negative, the force will yep. always move from positive to right. negative. But it'd be the same as like working on a dam and getting leaked by, right? <laughs> like it doesn't turn you into gush and pull you out the other side. Just you get stuck. Like it takes more than an atmosphere For of pressure. Wow, but there have been incidents with DP where you ever see that crab Ma- crawling on the pipe? And there's the negative DP. He's on the bottom of the ocean. And he gets... Right, but it's still... So that DP is how many atmosphere? A lot. A lot, right? So, But space, uh, unless I'm wrong, it's just zero. And we're one. We'll look that up. We can later. We get to a a lull. We'll pull it up. One of the big things about this podcast is is, uh, not knowing anything that we're talking about and then just mumbling through it for a little bit and then moving on to something else. That's how we keep them engaged. So you're just a puppet. Yeah, and then we also uh, like to promise that we'll come back to things in next week's episode and then not do an episode for three weeks. It's the other other big deal. But I think it's zero atmosphere. So you're looking at... that sounds like it. Right, you're looking at... Because there's no reason for space to have a negative atmosphere, right? Like, where where would the vacuum be going? Unless you're near, I guess, a black hole or something like. Right. There's no vacuum. It's a vacuum because you don't have the positive atmosphere. So if that's true, then one, one atmosphere of pressure is not gonna, like fourteen point whatever, it's not gonna tear you in half. All right. So. Uh, Google says, and this came from Science Line. First of all, your body is pressurized internally to match the altitude at which you live. Suppose you normally live at sea level, where the normal atmosphere pressure is 1, or 14.7 pounds per square inch. That's all it says. So. so but what is space? Yeah, I didn't answer that. It's just zero. Uh, it's below the standard atmospheric pressure, equal to the current pressure. Uh, mm, nope. Not the answer I was looking for. Yeah, below standard. I don't. I don't think it's some negative. It's not like <laughs> right. space not gonna... is uh, the the equivalent to negative twenty atmospheres or something. I wonder how many times in the International Space Station because it's it's semi old, right? Pretty it's old. Been up there for a long time. Relatively. I mean, have they ever had a hole or a leak or something that they've had to patch? You know, I mean, they do spacewalks all the time and they fix like the arm and the systems outside but everything i know about spacecraft i know from futurama 
They dive the they dive the Planet Express ship into the ocean, and he goes, "Can we survive underwater?" And he goes, "Well, this ship was made for space." And he goes, "In space is zero atmosphere." And he goes, "So how many can this ship take?" And he goes, "Well, between zero and one." <laughs> like thirty three feet. Yeah. So <laughs> that's nothing. <laughs> between zero and one, like you can have. Well, actually, no, that's two. Because the atmosphere that the atmosphere, we breathe is one. Yeah, that's what you're saying. So as soon as you hit the water, it is, so it's theoretically nothing. it could get crushed. Yeah. The only reason a spaceship have to be that incredibly robust is to leave or re-enter. If you build it in space, it can be right. almost made of nothing. I mean, it, well, it's got to be. What about all the space shit that hits you? No, that's that's physical encounter. I mean, just to survive. Right. Like theoretically, you could we don't have blow up a, a plastic yet? bubble. Right. At one psi. Or one atmosphere, so fourteen point seven yeah. psi, and and be okay in space, like theoretically, kind of bounce around until something comes cooking through. Space dust, space poop. Like what? What do they? What do they do with their poop up there? Well, I watched The Martian. They freeze bag it in little chrome baggies, and then old Wally Wall, Wally Marky Mark. Must call him Wally Wark. <laughs> oh, Wally Wark. Well, Marky Mark has to go through and cut it open and science the shit out of it. That's a good movie. It is a good, like movie. good movie. I watched it again the other day. I did enjoy it. All right, so spacesuits. They're getting old. Uh, they were designed when Princess Fashion was acknowledged in, in a good thing. Uh, and for some reason, they can't keep producing them. But just still don't understand that from that story. It was, it was weird. They were given $200 million and nobody gave them anything. But it's a priority because they planned, like I said, 17 more by 2020. And the space station is supposed to remain usable until 2024. Is that's that long now that they push it? I thought it was about to know. shut down. But it said 2024, 2024. So, you know, that's another seven years and... Seven years using old suits. I mean, 1980. Have we? We don't use anything from 1980. I mean, there might be a desco somewhere out there that we could still use, but yeah, no. just in life in general. Yeah. Imagine if my 1982 Tercel didn't have airbags. Like I wouldn't want to be driving it around today. I mean, just for literal wear and tear. Like if you had a tennis shoes, a set of tennis shoes from 1980. Do things dilapidate as much in space as they do here? You know, like we have, well, obviously they have oxygen, therefore they probably have some sort of degradation to their suits. A little bit. I think also <laughs> the amount that they get used. Hey, are like there space once a month that for have... 15, 20 minutes. They're not that, they don't go out there that long. No, some of the spacewalks are hours and hours. What's the longest one? I thought it was like a guy recently just did the longest one is an hour and so. something. But was, so most of them, I would say, you know, would go to reason that they're just a few minutes long. It's like, oh, well, this needs to be patched or that needs to be moved. The longest spacewalk uh, lasted eight hours and fifty six minutes. Holy buttfuck! Much longer than <laughs> Holy I. Holy buttfuck! Yeah, way longer than I expected. Jim Voss and Susan Helms. On How March they keep 11th, oxygen to them? Um. Don't they have umbilicals like we do? I didn't think so. 
I saw them tethered, but I didn't think they were umbilicals, like breathing umbilicals. Maybe they are. I'm not sure. Huh. If someone knows the answer to this, please inform us. Someone else Google it. Send us a message. All right. So spacesuits are old. What we got uh, next on the old docket? That's going to sound great. Look at that. It's just spiking sound off the charge. <laughs> we apologize for all your blown speakers at this point. <laughs> What's uh, Numero Dose on there? Numero Dose is the ice melt. Global warming. And all the cities that are going to be underwater. So there's a... I don't know. There's a lot of different views on when this is going to happen. Uh, a lot of companies or scientists say that by 2050, mid-century, we will lose the majority of our ice, Arctic ice and Antarctic ice. Uh, but it could be as late as 2098. Wait, is Antarctic is the Antarctica just because it's the opposite? Yeah. Of the Arctic. Mm-hmm. Did you just realize 30 that? years old. I knew what antimatter was. I can explain <laughs> it. Just the way you pronounced Antarctic. It's like, wait a minute. Is that how they named it? That's Arctica, and that's Antarctica. <laughs> All right. I like it. So this, that uh, came from Rolling Stone magazine. Um, Pretty enough. reliable source. Super reliable. Yeah. We're going to have an ice-free Arctic by mid-century or between 2011 and 2098. So, you know, mid-century or a whole century, almost. Look, until they start nailing that number down, no one, not no one's going to believe it. Most people will believe it. But those fucking psychopaths in Washington will have a leg to stand on with the corporations that back them as long as they can't nail down anything. Right. That's well, at, at least Rolling Stone gave them like a century's worth of time. Uh, Business Insider said that we will have an ice-free planet with an average temperature of 80 degrees. So like a normal day will be 80 degrees instead of 56, which is, or sorry, 58, which is what it is now, but within 5,000 years. So Business Insider is basically giving us like, oh, we got time, <laughs> like, no, don't. I agree don't with that worry. one more though. Five thousand years, I could see that. That there's there are two extremes. I mean, one is within part of our lifetimes. But they're saying the ice melt will happen within that time. They're saying the average temperature will be eighty. So that's a big difference. But they also said ice free. Right. You, you'll they have both ice said ice free, free with a with a temperature, temperature. of eight. Right. So we may be ice free with the same about temperatures for a couple more yeah, hundred. Right. Maybe a thousand years. They're just saying it's going to snowball. Uh, if all the ice melted, most major cities that are on a coastline will be underwater. And this was the video from Business Insider. This mm. is what No more showed. Hillary supporters. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> well, yeah, that's... Uh, I told you living in Kentucky was a good idea. <laughs> They'll still be above water. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Uh Cities like Bangkok, Hong Kong, and Shanghai, Beijing, Tokyo, they will all be underwater. Buenos Aires, Rio de Janeiro will be underwater. San Diego, Portland, Seattle, Miami, and most of that, you know, 
portion. Oh yeah, of the, Florida. the dick of dick of the United States. Yeah, that's gone. Charleston. Mom, she's underwater. She's gonna have to move up here <laughs> by a snorkel. Panama City's gone for sure. It's on Absolutely. like a little peninsula. She lives ten feet from the beach. Yeah. Like, when it she... rains too much, the beach is inside her living room right now. Yeah, and we'll have to get her up here. She gets to say like, oh, "I can't get flood insurance." I'm like, "No, fucking course you can't." Mm-hmm. They you won't even suicide do insurance. They call it nuisance flooding when. They get, like, gnarly storms and, like, there's weird yeah. wave patterns and stuff uh, in Florida, New Orleans, Louisiana, stuff like that. They are not uh, permitting you to get insurance for nuisance flooding anymore. So a lot of homes down there, you can't, you used to be able to get nuisance flooding insurance. Not anymore. That's no, a, that's it happens a thing every year. Well, and now it happens more and more and more, but yay, Florida, there's no global warming, so... Um, San Diego, Portland, Seattle, they'll be underwater. Did I already say that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did. All right. Charleston, Houston, New Orleans, obviously, Havana. Outer Banks are for sure gone. New York, Boston, Washington, D.C. They gave no representation of Canada, so I'm just going to assume that they'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, you can go ahead and assume that if you want to, but Vancouver, gone. What's uh, Nova Scotia, PEI, Newfoundland? Yeah, they're gone. New Brunswick, though, will be in dire straits, that's for sure. Uh, All I hear from this is that we should buy beachfront property in Arizona. Yeah, which is a Clint Black song, I think, from a long time ago. And it's also the premise of like Superman 2. Oh, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) And Superman turns back time by spinning the earth the other way. a thing more legitimate than it being flat let's <laughs> just bring christopher reeves back and we'll how much ice thing. is actually left i watched that uh the view of the giant crack that's oh. down there in antarctica antarctica <laughs> that uh that crack that keeps like widening and widening and widening there's more than 500 cubic miles of ice on earth right now 500 cubic miles. 500 million, sorry. I was going to say, 500 <laughs> cubic miles is not like, I don't expect that no, 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 to change sorry, shit. Sorry, sorry, 500 million cubic miles. Alright. I wrote these notes like a three-year-old learning to write for the first time. Well, I mean, we don't want to talk about it, but you just got to get rid of the water. Get, what? Just get rid of water. Fuck global warming. Right, here's what we're worried about. The big ice cubes fall into water, water rises... We end up drowning cities. And then pollution, If they're dumb enough to stay. If they're dumb. Just let them them drown. If you were dumb enough to stay in your high rise and say, I'll get a dinghy and go. Be careful. We might have somebody listening in New Orleans who have drowned every major hurricane that's come across and then they want to fucking cry about it. Nobody showed up to help us. Look, it's it's horrible At least to have it to you. You Venice. built a wall that was higher than your city to stop water from pouring into the bucket that you live in. Don't buy don't buy land below sea level. Like Venice just did that thing where they built yeah. this underwater wall oh, that they yeah, can raise it. up. It's pretty sweet. These, these massive, uh, basically barges. You mm-hmm. know, like they're just big. They purge the water out of them, and then they float <clears throat> and create yep. a wall. Right, but I think it's only good for like. 10 meters, no, 10 meters is like 33 feet, right? So 
I mean, it's good for a while for the people that are surviving right now. That place is crazy. Have you seen it recently? Yeah. The I, water, like, it's such a normal occurrence for water to come pouring in that all of the businesses now have their merchandise a meter off the ground. In bathtubs. Yeah. Like way above. Yeah, everything they, is raised every up because it's going to flood. Every business has year sandbags. it's going to happen a bunch of times. Yeah. yeah. That didn't used to happen. No. But global warming climate is change isn't, weird, isn't real. Uh, what's the deal now? No, no one denies it, right? I mean, some people do, but they don't know. Really? The major denial is that we caused it. Um, I, th- I think some people still think that we're going to like turn into another ice age like this is the warming before the ice age right well they and believe according it's just to a, a lot normal, of scientists a normal cycle it's a normal cycle yeah. um we will never have another another ice age again that's i don't know well, all it takes is is an impact i mean then, then who cares right so we'll be dead anyway well yeah but i'm saying like we don't know what caused the last one it could just be a normal cycle it could everything could get real fucking hot and okay. then everything melts, and then that causes water vapor that causes a blackout for storm. Like you, you, we but don't know. But the temperature would still have to remain frames. below a certain. You're right. You're right. Yeah. We don't. We, we it's, like, it's almost like nuclear winter that happens. We know you a get, speck of time. You get an impact, or you get massive eruptions, and then you block out all of the sun. Produce no whatever. What was that movie? Volcano or like super volcano? Sharknado. Sharknado. I hope Sharknado happens. Sharknado, the new one? Is have we, have sharks in space we... with body armor. <laughs> no. Sort of got it. I saw a preview for it. Have you, have you seen any Sharknados? Mm-mm. I know it's got Tara Reid. Um, uh, she used to be an actress, but now she's a zombie. Oh. Um, yeah, yeah. God, she looks weird. She has for a long time. Bless her heart. She's a she's a strange looking woman now. Um, my friend Sheldon has watched every Sharknado, and we probably could you know phone a friend and get caught up mm. on it. But, I don't know if I want to know anybody that's seen those movies. Yeah, well, it's like a cult thing. Mm. It's weird. Mm. It's weird. But so it's a KKK. <laughs> a little different, I think. I feel like intelligence. No, it was um, it was called like for evil. Oh, Dante's Peak. Oh, yeah. And there was like a giant super, mm-hmm. you know, volcano. They where... were like spraying and building the, they were blocking it off in the city. Isn't that Dante's Peak? No, I don't the think so. The lava was coming no. down. Uh, no. Most of the people died in that movie. Good. Except for Pierce Brosnan. He got it. Of course he did. Studly man. He's got that done. Mm-hmm. He just walk on lava like Jesus. <laughs> he was James Bond for a minute, right? Yeah, James Bond can do anything. I think that's that movie. Where they had the fire trucks parked in the streets. Maybe. And they were trying to redirect the funnel of the lava to go into the aqueduct area where uh, it poured out. No, God, I, feel like I don't it. think it is. I think you're thinking of like LA Super Volcano. No, this was a big movie. Uh, it was like mainstream in theaters, big movie. If anybody knows about these movies. Doesn't matter. Please correct us. Because he's wrong. I'm going to have to look it up now. i got to know what this one was. And it's so funny that this comes up because the amount of times that I've tried to re 
like think of an actual movie to bring up something uh, and then screwed it up. Dante's Peak is the name of it? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Same movie. No. Yep. Got a 27% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's a, it's so a good score. Awesome. It's good. You should watch it. Right now. Turn off this podcast. Go watch Dante no, Speak. Go watch Dante Speak. Oh, I even think I found the the part where they the do clip? it. No. It was either this movie or a movie like it. That was uh how they they do the uh what was it? Deep impact and they did Armageddon and like they always do them in threes. Right. Yeah. Like, there used to be three Earthquake movies and three space movies and then right. or asteroid movies and then th- three volcano movies. They would like always come out at the same time. So it was one of those. I don't think it was Pierce Brosnan. I think it was um, what's the guy's name that was in Men in Black, the the older one, um, not uh, Will Smith, but <clears throat> that one. You don't even have that one. That one's I thought you would have instantly. Yeah. Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones. See, yeah. I did. It was in there. I, I think this one was with Tommy Lee Jones that redirected the lava, but it was it probably got the same score on Rotten Tomatoes. It was garbage, garbage movie. Tommy Lee Jones. Oops. Volcanoes. Oh wow, that's a thing in Google. I'm sure it is. It's called volcano. Oh, that was that was the one where they redirected it down the down the highway. They return in the lava. It has a, uh, a volcano may be forming in the sewer systems. Yes. Another severe earthquake unleashes the lava flowing underfoot, threatening to destroy the whole city. That was it. <laughs> that was the one I was thinking of. It was <laughs> never, a I never movie. saw that movie. You never saw that one? I did oh, not. we're watching that later. It's, it's real bad, but we need to see it. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, it got a 45%, which is greater, greater than Dante's speak. All right, then we should. But see. Roger and Ebert gave it a 1.5 out of 4. Roger and Ebert are two old queens that need to retire and stop giving one's, thumbs for movies. One's dead. Yeah, good. Aren't they both dead? Maybe know. they're both dead. One sure was missing are. his job. Oh God. Was, he had like a. I don't even know what they ever look like, but I've heard You've those never two seen names oh my God. since I was a child. Oh, I remember watching them. Don't you dare. Well, you're quite a bit older than our base. How? All right. All right. Now on to the next one. You're going to plow through all your science here. <clears throat> all right. The next one is the big one, the biggest one. And it's, of course, Elon Musk. Oh, Papa. And uh, him and Facebook got together. Regina Dugan of Facebook teamed up to create something called the Neuralink. Oh, man. I'm in. Sign me <laughs> up. I'm in. Uh, the Neuralink connects your brain to Facebook. Oh, I'm not in. <laughs> Instagram maybe <laughs> well uh, they want to implant electronic devices into healthy human brains and the goal is to merge the brain with the machine intelligence so humans can keep up with more powerful computers of the future so here's the I'm so in here's the thing is Elon of course has a problem with artificial intelligence he's afraid of it Okay, so my theory on why uh, Elon Musk is afraid of artificial intelligence is because he already has it. What? 
Like in his basement? I feel like he was gung-ho before, and then I think something happened. Like, he made it, and somebody was like, we got a breakthrough. And then it was like, I'll fucking kill you. And he was like, ooh, end it. And like, so this is like ex machina. Machina. Ex machina? Mac. Bachaka. Ex machine. Ex machina. Ex machina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that you one. You can Google it if you want. Nope, you know how I, I know, know that's it? Because Tyler screamed it. at me for calling it ex machina. <gasps> oh. And he was like, you know, you know, you know, that's not how you say it. And I looked it up. It's for sure how you say it. Oh, sorry, Tyler. Machina. Machina? Yeah, I'm probably still saying it wrong. It doesn't matter. Um. The machine. So it sounds like something like that. Like he created a something in his yep. basement and went. It was like, oh, oh no. no, yeah, that's bad. That, oh, kill it, and I'm going to stop everyone else from making this. So Elon Musk wants to prevent artificial intelligence from becoming the other entity that may someday decide to destroy us pesky humans. Um, interesting fact about, or not fact about it, but an interesting coincidence is I'm playing through um, Mass Effect Andromeda right now. And the AI that's in Mass Effect Andromeda was created by the main character's dad. The main character's dad, his idea was, if we build AI, you have to incorporate it with yourself in your own mind. Because if you don't do that, like, I guess another planet had created AI and the AI took over and killed everyone. And he said, no, no, no. The AI can't exist outside of us. So it was like a chip implant in each of them because if the AI was were to rebel, they would cease to exist. And that sounds a lot like this. Like if you integrate the two things, then you have a less chance of it ending itself. So <clears throat> there are a lot of neuroscientists who, I guess the goal is to have it happen in the next 10 years. Um, and there's a lot of skepticism around it, right? I mean, that's a huge goal. That's a massive goal for 10 years. And the fact that like we, we know parts of the brain and what they do and what they control, but we don't know how to control them or why they control certain things in the way that they do. Uh, they want to, it's an, it's a neural net. They're going to put these chips in your brain and like, who's, I mean, they need volunteers and you, we don't even understand mice that much. So what, you put them in mice and become mighty mice and the mighty mice take over the world? Like, how, I don't know how testing is going to go unless they have... They did say in the article that a lot of um, people that volunteered for this were quadriplegic. People that only have use of their mind. So they volunteered. Yep, I'll do it. I mean, I have nothing left to lose. You know, here I am. Huh. Can't do anything else. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Commit your body to science. Uh, the... I, that's what you should do. Right. They get a bunch of frozen brains, too, though. I'm sure, but they don't operate like a living brain. They said within the next five years, they want to take brains that they have... Oh my God, it's Futurama. ...on cryo and <laughs> implant them in brain-dead people. Walt Disney's going to take over the world. Yeah. Walt Disney's yeah. going to come back and kill all the Jews. Had... Oh, my. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Did, did everyone not know that he was a giant anti-Semite that wouldn't allow he Jews was super to racist. people? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, fucking super, monster. Yeah. And Disney controls most of I the mean, world. I feel they like control Star Wars, so maybe that was part of the plan was he died because he was old for whatever reason. And then uh, now Disney controls like Star Wars and uh, 90% of the other children's things that are put out there right now. And then he's going to come back. And they're all done for. 
I mean, I guess don't be Jewish. Yeah, I'm totally fine. Yeah. You're not, though. Smell Jewish. What did you smell like? That's... <laughs> I don't know. That was real rude. You just smell like people, and you smell like a good person. What? I don't know where you were going with that. I'm so confused. <laughs> I'm so confused right now. So Walt Disney comes right, back so to Walt life Disney, with yep. his cryo-frozen brain. But I wonder if they could use that with it. So they got the, the cryo brains. I don't know how they provide functionality, though. But that would be cool if well, they could put an they implant and then those brains that were frozen, you could have them like, what was that movie with a guy? They got real bad scores, too. Transcendence? Transcendence, yeah. yeah. Like, I wonder if you could actually transcend these cryo-frozen mm. brains. So they said the challenge is recording the brain's neural activity to know which parts are being used to record outside stimuli. Mm-hmm. And then the second challenge is how the brain sends the resulting signals out to the peripheral nervous system so how we take take in information and and then how we yeah input and output they don't know what so so they really want to simplify the brain down to ones and zeros like we did yes Mm, i don't know if it's that easy uh there is it's it's weird to me that they took a psychologist's opinion on this article i think this was cnbc that i got this out of legit uh his name was bradley weeble weeble good name uh he said that this attempt is aggressive we don't understand the input output part of the brain yet and the brain has a lot of competing ideas and only some get shared with the outside world we still don't know which algorithm the brain is using so it's true. I mean, you have super weird... Rent- oh, well, I don't know about you, but me sitting in traffic, I have really... What if I just drove my car up on the guardrail and I Italian job the fuck out of this light that I'm sick of waiting at and just... Because I have a Mini Cooper, so everything is the Italian job for me. Um, and I get real sick of hearing about it Anytime I meet someone and they see my car for the first time, I'm like, oh, don't you just want an Italian job the fuck out of this day? And I'm like, yeah, man, it's the original. I've heard that a lot, a lot. I feel like the input-output thing, though, isn't like the feeling of what you're going to do. It's, it's more the reactionary, right? So if the problem is the brain doesn't take all inputs and produce the same output. If they don't, yeah. The, one of the simplest would be like, um, reflexes, right? Like if I, if I poke you that, that immediate reaction, that's where they're probably going to start focusing the scans at. So they, they put a scan up your brain, they stab you, and then they want to see what lights up when you're stabbed yeah. and what lights up when you pull your finger away. And that would be the best like input output. Right. But we input, know that output. we do know that, but right past that, like if you go one notch up instead of like pain, response now you're in like pleasure discomfort and that very i mean there's people that fucking like getting whipped and there's people that like pickles and hate pickles like all of a sudden like one step up exactly flavor no longer is input output responsive yeah um pleasure is not input output responsive desire isn't uh empathy none of those things and that destination fucking crazy. destination blown apart world right there by just going like if i stab you i know you'll retract 
Dance. Unless there's something real wrong with you. Like, what? unless you're hardwired wrong where pain is pleasure or whatever. I don't like, think that makes you, that doesn't make you wrong. Pain is pleasure. No, I, mean, no, I mean, like, some people, not, not some normal pain. people respond to pain in, and you can I say mean, that. Other actual than, pain. Like, but you could say that of people in the military. Like, they go through super hard shit and they get their, their pain response is very, with. very different in how they react to it. But and the reactionary part of it is emotional. If so I blow how... your finger off, you will retract. I don't care how much, like, I mean, unless you're hardwired so bad that, like, losing a right, finger, you right. were like, oh, yes. <laughs> like, that was it. That's what I was looking for. Like, I mean, your pain tolerance can differ, but the reaction to severe pain is almost universal. What I'm saying, though, is the reaction is emotional. So what I got from this article was it actually brought me back to a book that I had been reading called Deep Survival by Lawrence Gonzalez. And it was a very amazing book on why some people survive horrible accidents or incidents Mm -hmm. and why some people don't. Why some people, they have a full pack of food and water and they're adults and they die in the woods overnight because they're lost. And then a child will survive three days. Yeah. Like what, what? What is it in the human condition that does these things? So I went back and I referred to the book. Um, and he talks about the hippocampus and the amygdala. So the hippocampus in your brain creates spatial reference mapping, motion, position, and direction. So it's how we know where we are in what space and time, essentially. Um, and we have these little cells called place cells that are constantly remapping where we go. So we go to somewhere new, it's remapping. Mm-hmm. We're, you know, I mean, well, for us, a set, uh, especially, we've moved to, this is our third place together. And we've been together for two years. And uh, this is my, what, eighth state in the U.S. since I've lived here has been. But in Canada, I lived in eight more places there's no differentiation up there you got quebec and canada and that's it that no one knows anymore hit you no one will see it you got but the I... french part and then there's there's the rest of it well, there's I... vancouver that's like canada but with snow and then the rest is like i picture it to be um like iowa so like frozen it's iowa <laughs> Kind of, kind of close. Part of it. I feel like I nailed it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> For all intents and purposes, yes. Um, so that's what your hippocampus does, right? Spatial mapping mm-hmm. and remapping. The amygdala helps trigger action and it's emotional. So if you're in a place and you don't know where it is, and your hippocampus can't place it with anything else. The amygdala cuts in and suddenly it's emotional. Bang. Ah, what do I do? And if you don't... Is that why you're scared of the dark? Why I'm scared of the dark? No, no, like in general, why people are scared of the dark. Is they it because can't they place... can't place themselves? Well, haven't you ever been? Like, I mean, we've stayed in so many hotels working on so many jobs. You know, we're on the road all the time. Have you never woken up in the middle of the night and gone, what fucking state am I in? <laughs> like, what, which hotel? 
Because we stay in a lot of the same hotels, right? But I mean, yeah, no, I get, I get, Wisconsin, but I mean, the emotion—you said the emotional side takes over. Like, was that but where it, fear comes from when you don't know where you are? Like, there's no reason for yes. you to be in darkness and yes. be scared. Right? Exactly. Like, that's, like if, if I open my eyes, I'm like, fuck the power's some, out. But some people have better mm-hmm. responses over from. their emotions than others. So you wake up and you don't know where you are, but you are a controlled person, and you. Your first response isn't fight or flight. It's, mm-hmm. you know, see what's around me. It's normally to walk into a wall that isn't there. Right. Or that I don't believe to be there, but that is. That's what I would do in the hotels is I would get up and my mind would have me somewhere else. And like, you know, when it's dark and you get up in your own room, you can run to the bathroom without hitting <laughs> anything. Mm-hmm. Well, I would do it in hotel rooms where I'd get up and believe that left was right and right was left, and I would just walk into the you were somewhere else. air conditioner or something. So your hippocampus was taking yeah. over your amygdala. Or more more likely, my amygdala was still running full speed, even though it was a, a different place. It hadn't registered that it was somewhere new. So I was just... The hippocampus didn't update. You didn't refresh your map. Yeah. I never, yeah. Was that it? Which one was the emotional? Which one was the... Amygdala is emotional and Amygdala. hippocampus is the map. Hippocampus. So my hippocampus hadn't updated my map. Yeah. And there was no emotion. Right. I just... The map says four feet to the right and six feet forward and then I can whip it out and pee. You know and what? I just went... Don't <laughs> wall. Bang. Table. Oh, shit. And then I peed anyways. So... <laughs> That's how it is. And then I curled up like a cat and went to sleep. <laughs> that only happened three out of every seven nights. That's a lot. Mm. It's not my hotel room. Nope, apparently not. The, I think the worst part was when you'd been to a place before, but it had been a long time, and you're going back, and some fucking new guy says, oh, I don't think it's this way. Uh, and you, you, you're like, well, this is where I turn right. Yep, the hotel's down that road and that road. But, like, you second-guess yourself because you've been to so many. You've seen that cornfield 50,000 times in the last three years. So you let this new guy, who you're pretty sure is not right, but look it up anyway, and he tells you to go left instead of right. So then you go left and takes you back out to the highway and seven miles down, back up to a thing, and you end up in the same fucking town anyway. But Google fucking Maps says, nope, this is the way to go because it thinks there's construction to the right so it takes you another way. I despise those moments and the worst part is I don't hate Google Maps. I hate the new guy. <laughs> like I just want to fucking smack him. I, why didn't I just do it? Why didn't I just go? Should have just done it. Should have just done it. Yeah. Um... So, back to the brain. Mine's operating at half capacity right now. I got just enough whiskey in me to only focus on the fact that we have new people that moved in downstairs. And all I can hear is them making noise. They are loud. As of 9 a.m., it was silent down there. And now it's just fucking bang 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 We haven't heard anything in a month Mm. and a half. Nothing. And now all I hear it's commotion. is whiny little voices. <laughs> oh my god. Super distracting. Anyways, so I, I uh, will adopt the hippopotamus and the inauguration are the two parts of the brain. Yes. I can't remember the names already. I'm gonna lose them. That's all right. You're pretty. It doesn't matter. 
That's what Mama said. Um, so why lost people keep moving in the woods when they're lost in the woods is because the amygdala is emotional and they panic and they override their gut feeling, which is the hippocampus. So they keep moving and they should stand still, wait for someone to come find you, Hmm. put up a signal. Me too. I'm I'm off that one too. Like, I know you're supposed to stay still. I'm probably just going to keep moving. I had a discussion with my friend Jesse last night. To a high point. Who, right? Well, but that's a motivator and it's emotional. And it, even though it's a smart emotional, once people get to a high point, they tend to just keep going. They still don't recognize something, but they convince themselves if they don't have a map, but they saw it on a map that this is the way the land is supposed to look like. They'll just keep going. So um, I did talk to my friend Jessie last night, and she's a conservation officer in Canada, and she's gone. She's gone, you know, twenty miles out one way and twenty miles another, just to check on a fucking wooden shitter out on some trail. So that was part of her job, right? She went out and did these things out in the woods by herself. And uh, we were talking about like the point where you, where do you stop and turn around and go back? And she's like, oh. I've been to that point. I've been to the point where I was confused about where I was, but semi-convinced of where I was supposed to go and that this region was supposed to look like the region that I was supposed to be in. And I kept going. And I was like, really? Like, you've been trained. You've been trained for years about this. But you kept going? And she's like, yeah. And then I went further and realized I was in more shit because I recognized less and less. And then I turned around and I went back. But it took her how many miles to go, and it's, it's, I'm not saying that she's not trained or that she's, you know, but it was, it was just a real response from a real person. Human response, no matter what you're trained in. Who's out in the woods and uh, it can happen to the best of us for sure. I mean, I've been driving down roads where I'm like, oh, I'm pretty sure this was the way. I mean, I don't recognize that Dunkin' Donut or that fucking homeless dude on the side of the road in Milwaukee with the malt liquor bottle in his mouth. So the neural net that he wants to create, would it have to isolate one or the other? Like ignore one? Like it'd have to ignore emotion. It would have to. And then you could override it if you wanted to? No, but what happens, what happens when you give the general population a neural net so they can get on Facebook. So they can Facebook the fuck out of their lives. Great. No. 100% perfect. No, no, no. They because shut them all down. At some point. I mean, before they release it, they have to come up with a policing system with people that are emotionally stable, have super control of their emotions, and a way to shut them down. I, I feel like it's just going to give up. Like, they're just going to police state everybody, if you think about it. Like, it, it, there's going to be a bunch of people that go, I want this chip. And you're going to put it in there, and then their brain is going to think of something horrible. Yeah. And then that's going to be it for them. And they're going to be like, way to go, dummy. Don't get that if you're thinking about eating kids. And they're going to take that person. And then you're going to be oh, left with Oh, you no. think it's going to be like a 1984 type of thing. Yeah, like, they're going to know everything. There's no getting around it. But what happens when there's those people, those super stoners... That are super fucking amazing on computers. And then they get the chip and they figure out their way around it. And then they have 
some super Ted Gazinski thing against the government. And then they go in and fucking blow up the gas lines in government. Like, kapow. Boom. Because someone gave them access through their mind. And now there's like, there's no... That's you can a, you can think faster than you can type. That's a super sweet way to think about it. Well, but it's possible. But I mean, not if possible. you yeah, no, if you give someone so access the to the So the reason why they're using it with Facebook is you have to have the interface. The interface is there right now for most things because they're all built on PC to input data from your keyboard and put it in. There is no infrastructure for whatever this neuronet is going to use. So it's the same as like, I can have a video game for PC and it cannot be played on Mac, no matter what I do. Right? Because it doesn't understand that but code. Are we arguing how Facebook has so much control? No, no, no. Over... I, what I'm arguing is oh. that you're, you're worried that someone will get around that code and have instant access to everything. Yes. What I'm saying is there's no way for that information, like the internet isn't like fluid that if you got around, you could actually move up it. I, there's no way for that interface to even recognize that data unless you built it along the way. Like there's no, oh, okay. you know so what I'm saying? Being, like, you're being super techie right now. Right, right. right. So, okay. so Facebook is going to build their own UI, their own user interface. Right. Like uh, Oculus Rift right now. Think about it. You can't go outside You can't of... go out with Oculus right. Rift and, and view code from FBI or whatever. Like there's no there's no visual representation but what ha- of really, that code. What happens if someone has an implant and they can only go through Facebook, but other people have implants from Facebook and they figure out how to get through to someone else's chip in their brain. I can see that. And then, I mean... And steal their data and and do all that stuff. But not only that, but steal their brain. It's Mm, in your brain and it has control centers that operate... I mean, if they put a brain in your chip and they say, you can update your emotions. For one, who wants to know everyone's emotion at every point in time? These kids kids are going to have it. And then they're just going to be like... I'm happy. I'm sad. I want cheese. Uh, my puppy is soft. Uh, I hate the boy next door. Oh, I want to kiss the it's girl just, down the road. It's just a thing for it. learning. It's just going to be used to oh, figure out that's, data. That's, to that's move a kiss forward. of death. You kiss of death. It. Kiss of that's death. all it is. It's just used for learning. Well, it's just going to be used for a massive learning experience. It's probably going to fuck up a bunch of people. Oh yeah, but not for people. It's not used for learning for us. It's used for learning for the people that created it. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like once they figure out the technology and they're going to make a bunch of money from it because of Facebook, then they'll have the money to make it real for more things. I mean, for neuroscience, it would be amazing. But the private sector to put that money into that kind of thing, now we have that kind of thing, can be adapted to medical stuff, Mm -hmm. I'm sure, and neuroscience and mental health issues and stuff like that. So are they going to help the guy that on Facebook Live in Cleveland on Easter weekend, shot that old man. Like I I'm think it's hoping, a non, what are the, what non are issue. They, what did, no? What do they do? Is if they reckon, what if they can monitor negative thoughts? So some dude with a neural implant decides on Easter weekend that he's gonna shoot some random old man. Turn him off. 
I'm just like psh, eh, done, dead. That's if there's an input or an, uh, sorry, if there's an output. Yeah, but why wouldn't they do that? Well, I don't know. They may. It's like the weird. Oh, it's like almost like Blade Blade Runner. So just like I output. think the way that most of these are going to work is going to be visual output. So your optical nerve is very easily understood. We understand that images come in inverted, and we know that it flips, and it knows it goes this way, and we know all that. So if you tap into an optical nerve, you could feed data and let your brain do what it normally does to produce an image into your thoughts, right? That's easy. Input data through your eyeball is easy. We don't know why you grew the eyeball to be able to do it, but we could tap into that and feed what I would think to be fairly uncomplicated. But what we can't do is give a generic like, oh, we're tapped into your spinal cord and we can control all of your movement type deal. Right? Like that seems super complicated. Right. I'm not I'm not saying that, but I'm saying like if it's built in with enough electrical charge to kill you or to sever like shock you, just put like an or output sever, taser. Sever that core sever that nerve in your brain. Yeah, brain for dead. sure look at your, your user agreement when you sign up. That it it's gonna have, be twenty thousand pages long. Doesn't have a little piece of C four in there. Read it all. Pa-pow. All of it. I hope so. Nah. I hope so. Yeah. I can't because I'll have one fucked up dream and they'll blow me up. I'll wake up and be like, I didn't mean it! And then just, and that'll be the end of me. I hope there's something like, you do something shitty and I can just shock you. Just zap me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what you would do. You'd Bluetooth in a remote and allege you to tase my brain. Just, I forgot math. Pablo <laughs> 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 Espanol. Just be nailing me. All I, right. just, I just want to give you boners in random situations. Ugh. You'll be God, just at work talking to somebody. <laughs> dealing with your boss. And... All right. Now, I understand your truck has a blown tire. Why do I have an erection? Don't worry about it. All right. I like working on vehicles. And I'm going to give you the biggest discount you could imagine. Why are you leaving? Wait, come back, sir. All right. Have a nice day. Um, is that it for your notes here? That's it. Kind of shuffling paper around. That's fantastic. No, no. See, look, it spikes out, and I have to delete that now. So these people won't hear it because if not, it'll blow up their speakers <laughs> of clipping. It's a nuisance. You're welcome. That was good. That was a lot of good stuff. I uh, I enjoyed it. That's what I normally have to do. This is way easier just reacting to what you say. I like Tyler's job. <laughs> it's much better. Tyler has so, it so easy. If all you were interested in was the science aspect of this podcast. Uh, and we nailed it too. One hour, two minutes. It's almost perfect. Yeah, I guess you can turn it off. Because what I'm going to go into next is a love-hate relationship that I have sparked with AMD. And uh, and I'll go ahead and say... Uh, Nintendo. Yep. Yeah, well, Nintendo is just a hate relationship. Um, you take that. And back. NVIDIA. And the RAM. Okay. So if you follow us on social media, you know that I built a new system. Uh, The new system was an upgrade from that 8350 and the two GTX 970s to a single GTX 1080 superclocked edition from EVGA. I'm a huge fan of the EVGA cards. They are a better cooling card. They're fantastic. They come stock overclocked, and they are still able to push a little bit more, uh, which I did, but they, they run fantastic. I also upgraded to Ryzen. 
So I have the Ryzen 1800X. Um, I went a little overboard for what's predominantly a gaming setup, but the content creation that we do kind of led me to not want to have to upgrade later. So I've got the unlocked 1800X, a X370 Pro from uh, Asus motherboard, and uh, the GTX 1080. I ran into a lot of issues early on. So for anyone that's thinking of upgrading to the Ryzen platform, there's a couple things that you're going to have to know. Um, I was so... I don't even know what to say. Like not, not out of my league on it, but so unprepared for a lot of the things that building a computer has become so easy that something as simple as updating the BIOS bricked my motherboard from the very get-go i couldn't even load into windows or start the computer because of a ram discrepancy so the major issue with ryzen as of the 29th of april is still ram compatibility if i could go back and do it over again i'd buy the special amd ryzen compatible ram which is more expensive for slower RAM. But right now, 2133 MHz is the only speed that is supported on the X370 motherboard. Um, some people are able to get around that, but I believe it's with the good AMD RAM. I have just been up and down, and I've spent more time messing in the BIOS and changing speeds and latency and all of the things that most people have no idea what I'm talking about. Just trying to get the computer to run. On the plus side, it's getting better. So now the I'm, I'm in. I've relaxed a lot of the overclock settings. I am running a very stable 4.1 gigahertz uh, 1800X, which is up there with just about anyone overclocking their setup. Uh, my 1080 is uh, at 110% power, running maximum voltage and a very moderate plus 100 memory or plus 100 core clock and a plus 200 memory. Again, these are all numbers that don't mean really anything to anyone, but after all of the struggles that it's been through, I have to say that the amount of money that I saved by running the highest end Ryzen 7 compared to an i7 like 6700K or 7700K, it's pretty incredible benchmark wise. So when I run Cinebench or anything, and if again, if you follow me on social media, you've seen you know a lot of these things be posted. I'm just blowing it out of the water. It is a system that 100% shows that just because your benchmark scores are high doesn't mean it's going to run perfect. So I was able to boot with 3200 megahertz RAM and was able to benchmark it. And the score was incredible. From a cold start, it would crash, overclock failed. Uh, if you played for very long, you would get micro-freezing. 
still get some micro freezing, which is where your computer locks up, but uh, kind of regains consciousness after a few seconds. Asus did a great job of now making, which they don't tell you this, this did take a little bit of work, but if you brick your motherboard now, um, it's recoverable. You don't have to mail it back to them and get a new one. You just have to name a file, a very specific file name, and then restart your system and your BIOS will pick it up and reload it. So I haven't done anything that, I don't know how to, is irreversible. So they have done a very good job of making it where anyone can get these systems, they can build them, and they can tinker until their heart's content. And even if they do the worst possible thing, which is bricking your motherboard from a, a, a setup point of view, because that means you're just supplying voltage to a block of plastic and electronics that don't know what to do with each other, uh, you can get out of that. So that's that's the Ryzen experience so far. I'm still a little uh, a little green in it, a little overwhelmed by a lot of the things. But I think with some of the BIOS updates that are coming, we will see that Ryzen is an incredible CPU, especially for the cost. It's um, I got my 1800x, I believe, for 399. So that's. Insane when you think about that the comparable other CPUs were almost $800, I think, for that one. It's like half the price to get a comparable, you know, uh, speed, especially with that running it. I think, uh, I think I've turned down to 4.1. Yeah, 4.1 constant clock speed. And there it is. That's my Ryzen. Ryzen build. And it looks sweet. Holy crap, that thing looks good. You do have some good pictures of your setup through your plexiglass topper. Yeah, I did make the plexiglass topper, I think, since the last time that I've been on here. Um, so, I mean, head over to the Instagram page. It's Horrible Influence on Instagram. Uh, you can see the the build, uh, a lot of the benchmarking screenshots that I've got. One of the things that I've been really complaining to Melanie about has been Grand Theft Auto V. It's my all-time favorite game. I like Grand Theft Auto V to this day more than I like just about everything else. Like I play it, I, I end it, I play it over again. When I get bored with that, I go online, I play it online and do the racing. It's it's a playground of a video game. I had a GTX 1080. I got a bodybuilder of a video card. This thing should be able to drag everything through 4K, and I'm running it on a 1080p. And I was getting an average of 29 frames a second. Yeah, that's weird. But what, you uninstalled it and reinstalled it? I uninstalled it completely. I was getting more with my single 970 than I was getting with a single 1080. But the hard drive came from my old setup. So I completely erased it today, and I reinstalled it, and on ultra settings, I was averaging 103 frames a second. Oh, that's so, better. That is better. Still not as good as I expected. Well, didn't you say because of the game's age and mm -hmm. its initial settings that it 
there's a possibility that it just might not be able to catch up with what you have. Might not be able to react to Rising that well. Or even the 1080. Both of these things were non-existent when the game was developed. You think they're going to come out with a GTA for Switch? I doubt it. Hmm. It's too much. Too much for it. And it's Nintendo. They've never been big on blood and gore and killing hookers. Unfortunately. <laughs> you could always hope. Yeah. Um, I will be... I'll be interested to see where things go. I also believe that the fact that the GTA was built on DirectX 10, was given a patch for DirectX 11, and we're already on to DirectX 12, is a big deal. Because Ryzen was developed after DX12 was a thing. So, I don't know how much optimization they have going backwards. Right? Like, everything new, except for, which I'm about to talk about, Mass Effect, has worked fine. I also took the plunge and got Mass Effect Andromeda. It's an incredible game. What's your score? What do you mean, what's my score? Well, I don't know. What would you give it out of five? Two. I'll give two different scores for that, if we're doing out of five. For a gameplay, how the game is, how it's built, what you get to do in it, the experience of the game, 4.5. Whoa. It's incredible. It's pretty up there for you. I mean, yep. you're pretty hard on games and how they fare on your system and... I mean, part of it's your system against the game, but a lot of it is gameplay because you've right. always had fairly dis systems that you could play them with. So. Now, since I broke that score up, that's what I get. If I give it for how I actually get to enjoy the game, the functionality of it, I give it a one. That bad? I have about... Four hours, five hours in the game right now. It's a hundred hour plus game. I'm only on like my second planet. I have had characters spawn into each other, making them frozen giant blobs on the screen that I can't interact with and I have to restart the mission because they just can't be moved forward. I've had audio clipping where sound effects leave so you can hear everyone talking. It's not my system. It's not like my audio is cutting out. I can hear the conversations, but, and I can hear the music, but like FX sounds, bullets, jump pack, those type of things that cut in and out. Huh. So I, that's the issue I'm having right now that's made the game almost unplayable for me. Hmm. Where when I'm running around and I'm firing, sometimes you just see the flash of the gun, you don't hear any sounds, and it comes in and out and in and out. If you, if you left that and finished the mission, would the mission complete? Like, if I just play it like that? Yeah, yeah it keeps going. There's it no does. issue. Oh, okay. I mean, that's super fucking shitty. It's not... I mean, you want the whole experience. You want the whole experience. Because it sounds incredible. All, all of it is really good. So I turned off some things. I reset it. And I got sound back for a while. I am at a level. I didn't have a single issue with sound until I went to this ice world. And I went to this one section. And it started. And now it won't stop. And I oh. don't know... If once I get past it, right. if it'll go back to normal, then I had 
contextual loading issues where I'd open a door and the people were all there. Their consoles that they were working on, like it was in a bridge of a spaceship. But I thought this is the first time I walked onto that bridge of my ship. I was like, that's a weird way to go. They made it clear. So when you step out onto it, you can see the planet below you. You can see everything else. And I was like, well, how do these guys know what they're doing on the controls? Because you had pilots that were sitting in clear chairs, (laughs) typing on clear computers. I was like, well, how the fuck do they know what's going on? Turned out there was a bridge there. I played that mission, got off on the planet, got back on. When I got back on, the bridge was there. Metal consoles, there yeah. was a floor. Super weird. Yeah, the, it yeah. was just a viewport in front of you to see. And I was like, oh, weird. So my first experience flying in was... Do you know what this sounds know. like? Star Citizen. It sounds like Star Citizen if Star Citizen was a game. Right. Yeah, instead of an idea of a game. Right. But... Um, but I remember you and Tyler talking about how like you you paid money into that mm-hmm. game and we're exploring it and you're like oh i've got a, sh- a ship and i can go on my little dock and i can get in it and da 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 but then like your pilot would be through the dash and you'd be punching buttons through right you, you get know. stuck in places right and a lot of pc games have glitches right um but I mean, a Mass Effect. I mean, they have three successful Mass Effects, right? This isn't even in beta. This is a release game. That's the other problem. At least, at least right. Star Citizen can say that they're still in alpha. We're still in alpha testing. You can't judge us on Star how bad Citizen it is. Star Citizen will never leave alpha. No, right, but that's like that's this. the joke, is they, they can continuously say that the reason it's bad is because right. yeah. the game's not finished, but the game has not been finished for five years. So, eh, like, eh. You've been in alpha for how longer long, than most games have come How long did it take out. this Mass Effect to come out? Uh, I don't know. From development to end? I think it was a long time. So you had N7 has been out for a while. Like 2013, I want to say. So, the, I mean, they got a solid four years in this one. Which is fine. It's just weird to me how glitchy. Like, how super those are, glitchy. Those are, like, super... I'm not a programmer. I really cannot throw an opinion on that kind of thing. But they seem like basic-ish glitches that you wouldn't find in other open world right uh, i mean like skyrim had its glitches and had a bunch but they over the years it's ironed itself out and i think that's what you'll see on this here's one thing i give them how hard is it to develop a game like that knowing that the hardware you develop it on and start with will be antiquated by the time it releases Right. GPUs are moving so fast now. Mm-hmm. I had a 970 when the best one available was a 980. You could get a 980 and then a 980 Ti with these incredible cards. And I had a GTX 970. It's like getting a 1070 today. And I thought, this card will be great for years. And in one year, they released the 10 series. With Pascal architecture, I mean, not just a little bit better. I mean, you've never seen it. It's as good as a $1,500 card for a third of the price. Just completely changed the game. Uh, it's it's incredible. To, to own that GTX 1080, if you took that 1080 
and rolled back five years and showed somebody the, the graphics potential of it, uh, they'd have given you $5,000 for it. Like, they wouldn't, they wouldn't know what to do with it. It's too, it jumped too far. So where games could go from, well, my card's almost that good. I can run on high settings, but I can't really run on ultra because it's too slow or whatever. This was, you're unable to play on 4K. Now you're able to play on 4K at the same settings. Mm -hmm. Like it was just such a leap to move from an entirely old, not old because it's still what I play on, but uh, but the the resolution and everything changed. Like you just you yanked it and moved it somewhere completely different, and it, it's running. You can get an eight gig option, or you get the 1080 Ti with I think it's a 12 gig VRAM option. It they're so good that the 1080 Ti Ti is GTX version of like the supercharged version of theirs. It's got a little bit more, but same ground architecture. The 1080 Ti, which released um, just a couple months ago, is um, better than... So uh, all these GTX cards, the 10 series and all that stuff, they're all what would be considered the consumer models for gaming. So the above that comes your Titan series. So you have like a Titan... XP and the Titan X and all that stuff. This was as good as the Titan X, which is a $1,200 card for half the price of that. Which uh, is, is, I mean, it's, it's crazy feat that we're, we're at a place where you can afford to have graphics processing at a professional level for just video gaming. I, I think our cat component just stopped working. She hasn't blinked in yeah, like she's staring at a bug five minutes. And, be all right with it. I'm okay with it. Yeah. I, I think she's gonna fucking crap out super soon. She's staring at a bug in the wall. Cat.exe is stopped, stopped working. working. Um, that but that's that's that that's that setup. That's the the place place where we're at. I'm sorry. I know I interrupted that with a cat comment. Way off. I, I did go way off, but I was super confused about uh, the fact that she doesn't blink ever. <laughs> She's staring at a mosquito on the wall. She really wants it. I I'm not wearing my glasses right now, so it took me a while to find what she was seeing. Um, your computer is so amazing that when I fire up my work computer to like just Google something normally, I get frustrated. Because, like, I see yours and it's like, bang, bang, bang. And graphics, beautiful, smooth, super smooth. And, like, mine will glitch. Mine will, you know, and I'm just Googling something. And I, I don't have an old computer. I mean, I have an Asus laptop. Yeah. Plus I had the same old. work computer. Yeah, it was an, it's an SSD. I have your old mm -hmm. work computer. It's the same computer. Oh, but you also have one. I do. That's kind of weird. My personal is the same as my work. Yeah. Where is your other one? It's in our... Room. It's we have two of the exact same computers. That I do. Are a month I, opposite of each other. I do, and uh, they're confused about why I refuse to use my personal as my work one because it's the same thing. But I, I mean, I'm just work is work. Right. So well, they're gonna take that one. They are. Someone's gonna take it eventually, and they're gonna mm -hmm. go. You don't deserve this. 
No, no, I mean, like, like, let's say you don't work there anymore or it gets damaged. Like, there's a reason not to have your personal and on there. That's what I said, and that's not what was received. They still just don't get it. But you have the same computer. Just use your own. We'll give you tool compensation. I'm sorry, $3 a day doesn't cut it. You just don't want to bring it. No. You got to take that thing into a dive trailer and... I mean, I ruined one. I'm going to go... Well, you didn't ruin it. It was a hand-me-down through two other supervisors. Well, but, it, but it got ruined. Right. It eventually it was also blue the, screen It was the out. shittiest computer that they could possibly buy for someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one's a little bit nicer. But it's this not is, shock resistant. I mean, they need tough books. It's, you're right. It's not shock resistant, and you have to be more careful, and we are not very careful with yeah. electronic equipment. Put them in a bag, and but, then um, you forget that it's in the a bag. But the Asus laptop... Around. But it is nice. It's a nice computer. Zeus is my favorite manufacturer of like boards and, and things mm-hmm. like that. Like their hardware to me that as somebody that does like a lot of overclocking and I mess around in BIOS a lot, it's so easy. Where they have failed me for the first time has been on this new it's called a Zeus Suite 3, and you're supposed to be able to overclock, update your BIOS, and manage your fan settings all from Windows, so you don't have to go into BIOS. Wow. It's supposed to be automatic. Mm-hmm. You, you can run this automatic thing, and it spools it up, and it does everything. Yeah. It's supposed to be as good as you overclocking. How I bricked my motherboard was oh, just what? trying to Asus? update. Yep. Was just trying to update through the update button on there. And it, it said, just crapped up. Yep. It said, you have a new, um, there's an update available for your motherboard. Fantastic. That's what I'm looking for is updates because I need my Ryzen to work better. Right. So I'm in like testing phase right now and they're, they're continuously coming out. They just released, uh, what is today? 29th? Eight days ago that they figured out what's causing those micro freezes. Where oh, every now and then it yes. just stops for a second and then it mm. starts going again. And I'm like, what was that? Right. Like it'll be running at 200 frames a second. And then mm. it'll just like, it'll stall for a second. Then it'll go. And they said, ah, we figured it out. We're sending the information out to all the manufacturers. They're going to give you a BIOS update and it'll take care of it. So I'm looking for these BIOS updates. So a new one came out the other day. I was excited. Boom, I can run my RAM instead of 2133 at 2400. That's a, that's a good improvement. Like, I'm ready for that. And I was loving this automatic, like, I don't, you normally get to put it on a thumbstick. And then you got to reboot, and you got to go load from thumb drive, and you got to boot back into it, and then it loads the BIOS. It just takes a while. That's what you had to do. Yeah, that's what you had to do. Well, now they got this thing called an Asus Suite, and then you can go to check for updates, and then click Update BIOS, and it comes up and says, Warning, do not shut off your computer or stop or whatever, because we're going to be updating the BIOS, if you do, you can brick your thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, I won't do that. Clicked update. It loaded to 50% and then sat at 50% for 40 minutes before I finally gave up on it. I just could not take staring at it anymore. So I clicked cancel. It seemed like it ended. Seemed like everything went well. And I backed out. The computer was running weird. Like I was still in Windows, but it was like glitching and freezing and stuttering. And I was like, all right. I'm going to have to go in and actually load this thing in, right? Load BIOS. Is that when your BIOS 
computer. So I was able to get on the internet. I'm still using my computer. It's a little glitchy, but it's working. I get on, I download the BIOS separately, and I save it to a thumbstick. And then I press restart so I can go in and load it. Once it shut down, it would not turn back on. The red light would come on, the, the board would light up, nothing would come on the screen. There was no option for anything. You can do this thing called resetting CMOS, where you touch a wire to a part of your board and clear out all the RAM memory and then restart it. And then it would light up and it would say ACES on the screen. And then, then it would fall on its face. There was nothing there. That was when I, I threw some research, which they don't make this really apparent, which is weird. But you can, I had to go to your computer and download a program that renamed the file on the thumbstick to something different. And then plug that thumbstick into the back of my motherboard and then turn it on. And then it automatically pulls and loads that. So I just had to start back over from fresh. All my new, all my overclockings, all that stuff had to be redone. But I was able to get back in. But I did a search. I was like, has this happened to anybody else, right? That's where you want to look. Has anyone else had a problem where you tried to update from the software they give you to update and had it freeze? And... It was basically a ridicule session on the internet. I can't believe you would try to use that program. You never want to update from a Windows uh, UI to do this. Oh, you probably tried to do it with two sticks of RAM in. And like, just, it was post after post of people asking the same question I was and getting attacked by people on the internet for being so stupid as to use it. Then don't put it in there. All these programs are only made for overclocking. If you bought a computer, you would never see. It sounds this like a little bit of an elitist yeah, sort you're of thing. Yeah, you to do it yourself, right? Yeah, it, like it was. There wasn't anything helpful. It was all yeah, which is the PC community. Uh, just in guys in white pants on yachts going. I can't believe you did that. Yeah. You're supposed to take it to the dealer like that, right? Yeah, you're not. But this, my board is Asus. And this program is ACES. ASUS. Sorry. ASUS. ASUS. Both of them... Sounds like Jesus. ...are made by Jesus. So both of them are made by Jesus. And for some reason, the program is... Not only does it not work every time, but it's widely known to not use it. And that's crazy to me. Yeah. Don't give it out. Yeah. They were like, oh, well, if you use it, you have to um, not be on Ryzen because Ryzen's kind of sketchy. And then you have to not have more than one stick of RAM in it. Everyone's got at least two. I don't know anybody that's got one. Right. And like you said, when you initially started that computer, that it only started when you took yeah. one stick out. It would out. not boot with two but sticks of RAM. Nothing told you to take nope. one stick out to start it. Nope. nope. And I've had RAM issues before, but this one, this has definitely been the worst. So... There's four, what are they called, dims. There's like four spots for your RAM. And when you run two sticks of RAM, you're supposed to, they're labeled A, B, C, and D. You're supposed to put them in B uh, and D. I don't know why not A. So let's go B and D. That's what the book tells you, right? For best performance, put them in B and D. The only way it would run is if I put a single stick in A. Then once I got it all loaded, now they're in B and D. It's just a bunch of weird little yeah. 
glitches, yeah, little quirks that I'm having to get through. I think within the next couple of months, that system is going to be even better than it is today, which is a weird thing to do. It's a weird thing to buy something hoping that it gets faster. That doesn't ever happen. Like You buy something and it will progressively get slower from the day that you buy it. Or more importantly, or more accurately, technology around it will go faster. Not but, anymore. No, so that's how Ryzen is. Uh, on the Facebook page, I'll throw up. I don't know if I, uh, I'll throw up. I'll throw up on the Facebook, Facebook page. <laughs> I'll put up the pictures that I, I have on the personal. I will stick my fingers down his throat. And I will vomit all over the keyboard. I'll put up the pictures of the Ryzen build. You guys can see what I'm working with. I'm running Crosshair, their 1600 kit, their 16 gigabyte kit that are supposed to be 3200 megahertz. Turns out that I shouldn't have bought that RAM. Um, I've got it working, but it's not on the approved list of stuff. <sighs> Ryzen's finicky. So it's not for the faint of heart. And for the final thing. I just got reminded that I didn't talk about this. We've tried to buy the Nintendo Switch for a couple of days now. A couple of weeks. Uh, it turns out it's impossible because Nintendo hates us and they didn't produce enough Switches to satisfy fucking anybody. These things were released in March. It's now May as of like two days. And... May 5th, it looks like they will begin shipping again. But if you go on and look up, you can Google Nintendo Switch in stock. And there's a website that searches every retail store for in-stock quantities of Nintendo Switch. And it's not available in North America. <laughs> Nearly two months after release, it's not available at Target, Best Buy, Walmart, not available. GameStop. GameStop, not available. Not only that, they don't even have shipment plans for the original. Nope. The Mario 8 group package one is supposed to start shipping on the 5th. They said that's our best chance to get one is to buy that one and have it shipped. Because the, the console-only version, they don't know. They don't know. Well, yeah, it's technically for sale, but you can't buy one. We we went into a Walmart today just to see, because you did see something about Best Buy having them in stock mm -hmm. today. They were supposed to have them in stock today. They put out a uh, Forbes, and somebody else right. um, had a story that it, it came out in the morning, this morning, and it said, the Nintendo Switch is back in stock at Best Buy, but you better hurry because it's limited quantities. Right. And we looked it up, and there is no... No. Evidence that they ever received a single Nintendo Switch. So we we were by Walmart. So we went in and we're like, there's maybe a small chance, right? And the poor girl who's in the area, we were like, hey, where, where are your Switches? And she's like, uh, we don't have any. I was like, yes, I see that. But are you going to get any in? And she was like, well, let me ask around to see if anybody knows. And she finally pulls up this computer thing, and it, she scans the code, the switch code, and it says, there are none on the way. Yep, none on the way. There are none here. We are not expecting anything. Yep. 
Yeah, it was none, no, no order placed, none on shipment, and none, none in stock. And she's very apologetic and very nice. And but they have the stickers up for it. But they have the stickers yeah. up, or they have space cleared for these things. So I mean, it's the Nintendo section. They are expecting at some point in time things to occupy the space, but right now it's just fucking empty. And, and we're. We're not. It's not launch day. No, it's after. It's way after. Yeah. Uh, there's. I mean, Game Informer. We're all given their initial uh, games and units, and that you can find them on eBay. You can find them on what was it? Offer up. Oh, for scalps, super scalp prices, so, five yeah. to seven hundred dollars right. a piece. What was that game room we went to? Was it a GameStop? No, it was a um, um, used and retro video game store in Greensboro that mainly deals with old Japanese games. Right, and then they had like a whole entertainment room where you, like you paid so much money and you went in and there was. A we should go tonight. Retro games that you could play, and you didn't have to pay. You paid your you paid know, five dollars to get in, and they could play all you want. Right, you play all you want, but they. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't like Pac-Man or Frogger. It's a lot of shumps, a lot of shoot 'em up uh, Japanese games. Japanese and... games that we'd never heard of before, and the prompts are in English, so you just gotta guess. But it, it was interesting. It was unique. It was something. I think they had a Dance Dance Revolution. Maybe. Did they really? They had a, some. I just saw a lot of weird side. millennials crouching on they the ground, a lot of watching pinball, their friends. Which I could play pinball for a while. Well, I mean, you don't need English prompts for that. That's mm-hmm. simple enough. And for most shoot 'em beat For sure, but they did have, for the Switch, and Ooh, I, I might be a little bit obsessed with wanting Zelda, because I've so heard... limited edition box set of... Very good things Zelda. about Zelda's open world, that Nintendo hasn't done an open world like this ever before, and they took a long time to produce it. And it's the best there's ever been. So I want it. And I really fucking want it now. Not only the best Zelda it's ever been. get a Switch to play it on. Game Informer said, in their opinion, it was the greatest open world game that has ever been. Ever, ever, ever? And I'm playing Mass Effect Andromeda. It's supposed to be. The best, right? It's Mass Effect. It's what they do. Yeah, but if you listen to Game Informer, it didn't even come up. Well, I mean, it kind of came up. It's so broken. It kind of came up with Zelda up against it. But yeah, the fact that it has so many glitches and so many different areas. Butter smooth. It's just for Switch. So it's... or And uh, the Wii U. But it's... They did. They released it for the Wii U. just Nintendo. Yeah. Nintendo games have never glitched. No. I go pick up a fucking 19... 80 cart from over there. That's perfect. Even though the code was a lot easier to do back then, the the idea is that if you make something for a single console, it's a lot easier than if you make it for three. And then for PC, an infinite amount of products. Has Nintendo ever released anything for PC? No. No. That's not it. Um, Nintendo is proprietary to Nintendo stuff so yeah um nintendo if you listen to this ever please know 
that people that have loved you for 30 plus years still love you and just release your shit. Yeah, we just want to play your stuff. Just give it to us. We want it. We want to love it. I want to spend money on it. That's that. I want to give you my money. Yeah, I want to give you my money. I want to play the things that make me happy, that have always made me happy. Um, The Nintendo CEO said yesterday, uh, I guess it was last night, like 22 hours ago, said... Super specific. Yeah, well, okay, now it's probably 24, but it was when I read the article before we started this. It was 22 hours is when it was released. He said... It was a weird number he gave, too. He was like, seven times out of ten, we get it right. Like, weird number he gave. But we got it wrong on this one. And he was talking about the amount of product they released. They've done it three times now. The 3DS, the um, retro Nintendo, and the we Nintendo wanted Classic. One. We were going to get one... That was um, a thing on our list, and then they stopped. The Nintendo Classic was never readily available. That's crazy. Yeah. That means it released, it was out of stock in stores, and then discontinued. Which, oh, if you didn't know that, the NES Classic has now discontinued. Yep. Uh, they were never able to stock it. Then they came out, and they were going to release 2 million units of the Nintendo Switch. Um, realized when they did the video release like the E3 and style release, that people wanted it. So they tried drastically to bump that number up and they were able to reach 2.8 or 2.7 million at release and they were completely decimated by pre-orders. They never hit stores in most locations. There was a guy that works for our property that we live in who has a friend, right, that... Run some oh he has some sort of like it's a GameStop it's some sort mm-hmm. of you know video gaming place. store he has three of them he has three stores he got two switches between three stores that then they ultimately buy for all the releases or whatever you know they usually get a very good stock of what comes out and what doesn't um he got two. Out of his three stores, he got two of them. Two switches. That's it. That's fucking nuts. A brand two new... for a store would be weird. Two for a store, yeah. yeah. But two for three stores is just disgusting. Yeah. I guess Target just sad. Um, put out a thing today saying that the Twitch was in stock and the Twitch, the the Switch. Sorry, <laughs> Twitch is the thing you can watch people play the Switch if you've had one. Um, Target put out a thing today that said that they were in stock, but I went on and checked, and within a hundred miles of here, there were none and no plans to have any. Mm-hmm. So I don't know where are they who's going. Getting. Are they going to major cities it's like just New York or something? Like Chicago, San Diego, San but in, so uh, North Carolina is pretty squatty, short state, right? Yeah. So from where we are at the very north end. To as far as we can leave this state, less than hundred miles. Right. I mean, it's we right can reach up. Virginia and Washington and what's the other state over there on the other side, to the west? West Virginia, Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, you you can get out of here real quick. 
So it's scanned in a hundred mile radius is the widest it would let me go out to go find one. So basically all of North Carolina and up to Chesapeake and, and all that area and then down to South Carolina. There, there was nothing. hundred mile scoop. Not one single one. That's crazy to me. Uh, they said that they're going to up the units and this is why you're able to get this. When they release the Mario Kart bundled edition which ships May 5th. They're supposed to be, I think, as many as of that special edition as were released of the original. But I don't know why the original is now so hard to get. So I don't know if that was some weird ploy where everybody's going to hammer and fight for it and then they're just going to pay the extra money to get this one. But I want Mario Kart anyways, so it's not like a... You're not pulling one over on me. Like, I'm not... Gonna buy it. like I don't, I don't give a shit about Mario Kart, but I'm gonna buy that expensive one just so I can get Zelda. Like, I don't care. Like, I'll take it. And GameStop's got a bundle kit, the one that we were thinking about pre-ordering. It's a pre-order, yeah. Yeah, it comes out May fifth as well, and it's a pretty good price tag on that one. Four ninety nine, right? Oh, four fifty nine. I can't remember. I Something think like was, that. But it yeah. comes with Mario Kart, um, Breath oh. of the Wild, and the expansion pack for Breath of the Wild. And a memory card, the Pro Controller, and the setup. I thought there was one more. I thought there was three games. It was one was an expansion. It wasn't the Switch Two or like that mm. weird. It was it was Mario Kart Eight. Then it was Zelda and Zelda's expansion. Was the was the third one. So it looked like there was three games standing there, but one of them was just a just an expansion pack for them. But either way, uh, anyways, if anybody has a Switch and they don't want to scout me on it, I really want one. I'd like to play it. I really want to play Breath of the Wild. Seems like an incredible game. It's gotten really good reviews. The whole system has gotten good reviews minus battery life. <sighs> but alas, I guess I'll have to deal with with just playing some super sweet PC games. But boom, boom. Um, speaking of, I'm gonna go hit that. I'm gonna go. See if I can make Andromeda break a little more so I can come back and show you the funny things. I posted a picture, was it yet last night, of three characters that spawned into each other and that were just on top of a mountain. And I could see them when I was scanning. So I drove all the way up to the top of the mountain to see. And it was just a weird NPC glitch that was in the middle of the snow that I couldn't react with. So I was like, oh, that's a waste of time. Um, you got anything else you want to talk about? Except for Pocket Mortys. No. Melanie's stuck on Pocket Mortys. I know most of you have forgotten that game. I I am really still obsessed with Pocket Mortys. If you're a fan of Rick and Morty. Or um, Pokemon. Uh, well. It's just mm, old Pokemon. This is just better. I mean, it's just a bunch of Mortys. Just because it has Mortys, but it's just Pokemon. Right. I, I enjoyed <laughs> it because of that. I enjoyed it more than Pokemon. I mean, I had Pokemon Go. Okay, Pokemon Go is not Pokemon. Did you just say that it was Blasphemy? Yeah. Uh, Pokemon Go was not Pokemon. You're right. You're correct. Um, I like Pocket Morty's because it's Rick and Morty. Yeah, and I like the Rick and Morty side of it, but Pocket Morty... I care less about Pokemon. It was the Game Boy version of Mm -hmm. Pokemon with better graphics. That's what you want. You walk through the grass... Run into people. There's mm-hmm. trainers along the way. You got to go to a gym, basically, which right. was on the thing and fight. Like it was, they just sure. ripped it off, which right. is great. Which right. is something that 
I don't know why Pokemon can't just keep doing that. But no, uh, they can't. And now Morty has the field. Morty has it, and undead Morty and skinless Morty and well, grumpy old Morty, grumpy old Morty and spoon Morty and hammer <laughs> Morty and it's all those Mortys. Stone, stoned Morty, and karate, karate yeah. Morty. Um, I just got like a. Do. I just got like some weird butterfly Morty, so I'm I'm pretty excited. But they, that's like the, that's the the thing that like what are you doing right now when I'm cowering in a corner with the cat <clears throat> under a blanket and I'm like I'm playing pocket parties. I'm glad you're enjoying your Android. It's it's my first Android. I found an old M8 that I had, which I forgot how nice that phone was, and uh, put a custom ROM on it, so you've got the latest version of Android on there. So. Acts and looks like a brand new device. Yep. And you can play Pocket Mortys. <laughs> the only thing I utilize it for is Pocket Mortys. Fantastic. Uh, what'd you think? You enjoy it? Pocket Mortys? No, yeah. the podcast. Somebody gives a shit oh. about Pocket Mortys. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I feel like I, I probably rambled a little bit and I scienced the shit out of this a little bit and it was great. Alright, social media, do your thing. Uh, Get on there and let us know what you thought. And if uh, the votes are in, you to stay. If not, you sleep on the patio. Sounds good to me. That's it, everybody. Make sure you check out uh, Blueberry.com for all your podcasting needs. Get over there and enter the code word HORRIBLE. That'll save you 50% on all their services, whether it be the podcasting utilization site where you can listen to all your great ones in a radio style setup and also listen to individual radio shows or whether it's the podcast host hosting hoping podcast hoping podcast hosting hosting scenario that they have where they can uh, integrate all of your wordpress sites and your podcast into one convenient location anyways that's uh, blueberry.com b-l-r-r-y b-r-r-y <laughs> <laughs> they cut out the use. That's all I can remember. Blue. It's not making it work. B L blue. What? How do you spell blue then? Well, it's supposed to be B L U E. Mm-hmm. So what is it? B E R R Y. But I think it's like B L U B R R Y. Did they cut out the e's? Blurbird. Yeah, blurbird. Anyways, check them out. Code word horrible. Save you fifty percent. See you guys next week. Bye. Adiós.